0: But before we get into our intriguing content today, please join me in welcoming our featured guest and repeat offender, Alton, wait, I think I got it.
1: Welcome back.
0: Alton Moore is in the house, welcome.
2: Thank you, for having me again, Ron. I know I'm a uh, a often uh, repeater here, so I'm glad and happy to be back again. Glad to have you. Yeah, you got to get it right, Alton. It's a repeat offender,
0: is the way we refer to it. Repeat
2: offender. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't spit that one out today. Yeah, well, you know, somebody, I don't know whether it's repeat it,
0: offender or we put you through misery repeatedly. I, one or the other. I'm not sure. It's probably <laughs> probably us putting you through misery more often than not. But we. We appreciate you helping us out. Hey, let me remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800 306 or Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are operators standing by, and I won't be one of them while we are broadcasting. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. That can't, that uh, just can't be everywhere. Well, I do have a great team when it comes to developing a financing plan, a plan to save you money, I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference. 800-306-1990. 306 1990 And as I mentioned, if you were listening to us yesterday, well, if you weren't listening to us yesterday, shame on you. But uh, our team growing met dramatically, so... We've now got Nikki Hall taking care of all of the loan files. That way, when I'm on air and I am broadcasting, there's still someone that can help you. I love that. But hey, you know something? It, 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 yesterday was a tough day, right? So first we start off with the fact that first day back to work after the holidays, very, very close to the holidays, Radio host, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know if there's a hangover being that I didn't drink that much over the holidays, but, you know, and then uh, I just, you know, I look at the calendar of what we're supposed to be celebrating, and I got ahead of myself. So yesterday was National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day, regardless of what I said, it was chocolate-covered cherry. Now, I like chocolate-covered cherries, I don't know about you, but, of course, I like Almost anything that's chocolate covered—that's just a different story. Uh, now it was a drinking straw day. Now we—I don't know, you know—and I don't know if this is all over the country or if it's just in the Looney Land where I live. But drinking straws have gotten crazy here. I don't know, Josh. Do you, do you have papers? Drinking straws. Okay, so you you have still got some some real ones, uh, you know. And, and I know that those straws are going to really hurt the environment. That's that's where the serious problem is. Is I, I don't know how, but I'm sure that the paper one is better because you have to cut down trees to get those. Um, <laughs> and then they're wrapped in paper. But oh no no, the latest one I had was a a paper drinking straw that was wrapped in plastic. Think about that one. Okay, so you can't have a plastic straw, but you have the paper straw wrapped in. Then there was a a a uh, pasta one that was there, a bamboo one, more cutting down, more trees. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> uh, not, but today, you know, I said it yesterday, today's National Spaghetti Day. So we can enjoy the spaghetti. Where, where do you go for great spaghetti? And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I talk with my hands. I eat a lot. So maybe I am a little Italian. Um, of course, Jewish, I guess we talk with our hands and eat a lot. So I guess it doesn't matter. Right? So... Sabatino's down in uh, the, the Lido shipyard, one of my favorites. That's a great place to go for sausage and uh, pasta right there. So today, National Spaghetti Day. I'm not going to tell you what tomorrow is because that, that, that Josh is going to laugh at me because we see this one. Tomorrow's National Keto Day. Wow. <laughs> uh,
3: I got a bad feeling about this. Do
0: I look like somebody that follows keto? I, I digress. Let's take a look and see what's going on in the markets today. Dow Jones up 241 points, but the Nasdaq's down 271. Ow! Yeah, the S&P 500 down almost five points. Oil up another dollar six a barrel. Uh, now, I don't, I don't, maybe the president doesn't know that either. Should we should we try and get a message off to the president, let him know? Did you, did you? I don't know if you saw the news this morning. But the president did uh, have an awakening. Uh, it t- takes him a while, you know. He's uh, he's over there in the White House. They don't have to really deal with anything too too quickly. But he did just find out that beef prices have gone up. Glad to know that the president is on top of things, right? But he, he was sitting in his in his uh, atrium with the sun shining in brightly, with his wife and her friend Marianne. I, I, I'm sure there's a reason we know it's Marianne. I wonder if Ginger was there, too. Well, but I, I digress. Different story. But he said, did you realize that hamburger meat is over $5 a pound? So what is the president going to do? He's going to send a billion dollars to try and figure it out. That's uh, that's the way you do things in Washington. I can tell you how to figure it out, Mr. President. Get out of the way. Right? Let's get some trucks back on the road. Open up the Keystone Pipeline so we don't have to pay an extra dollar a gallon for fuel. Right, These things all folk, go into the cost of beef up 20.9% from November 2020 to November 2021. 20.9%. Pork up 16.8%. Chicken up 9.2%. Right, one year numbers that and you wonder why the, the president's just figuring this out. Do you know where he was in November of last year? I, I don't know. maybe he was sleeping on a beach somewhere. I'm uh, why is the NASDAQ down so much today? It went up a lot yesterday. Tesla was up big time yesterday. Apple was up big time yesterday. Well, seems to me that the, it's the shutdown stocks or the opening up stocks. That's where the changes are. They're looking and saying, okay, we got this Omicron virus. It's not going to be nearly as bad as most people seem to think. And we maybe were, were hitting its peak. Uh, about a million people yesterday tested positive. Now, they didn't test yesterday. They tested probably over the last few days. If you have a home test and you test positive, are you going to share the results with anybody? I just throw that out there, right? I mean, we know now that the cloth mask doesn't work, yet we watch the president... <laughs> And all his men wearing—that was a movie, wasn't it? All the president's men wearing wearing uh, cloth masks. Maybe that—maybe they haven't got that report yet. Just throw that out there. Uh, I don't know. Do I want to? With oil up a dollar a barrel, we got the ten-year treasury is up at one point six eight. Okay, so we're watching all of those things for you. Do we want to see what oil prices are doing? Do we want to see how they're translating? I, I look in the uh, in the green room here or in the control panel, and there's Josh just groaning when I say, "Do we want to talk about oil prices?" Right? I mean, I, I, my my, uh, my commute is about four miles, so I am one of the lucky ones. So if I wasn't uh, excessively overweight, I could probably even ride a bike. But three dollars twenty nine cents a gallon, national average. Lori's paying three o three a gallon. Three o three is what Lori's paying. And Josh is at 383, so not not as not quite as bad as us here in the formerly Golden State, where we're paying four dollars sixty six cents a gallon. Ow! Four sixty six, right here in California. So uh, just uh, a little bit of craziness that we're dealing with. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio, discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. When we come back, avoiding the rental trap in 2022. SB9, it's the law now. So we're going to talk to Alton more about that, how those with variable income can save. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number is 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Radio.com, Facebook.com forward slash RonSiegelRadio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel one on YouTube. Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. See Your home and
1: mortgage connection.
3: Are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday? Build bigger savings. Invest in opportunities. Visit rsrnodebt.com Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less, all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now? Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis, rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes. RSRnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to RSRnodebt.com. RSRnodebt.com.
0: At 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next home loan, Geneva's got the programs and the products. You just need to make the call, 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990. Nikki is standing by waiting for your call. Dow Jones now down or up 256 points. NASDAQ is down 252 points. The S&P 500 down 2.43. Ten-year Treasury up another five basis points. Mortgage-backed securities down another 20 basis points, which means interest rates are up again today. What's driving all of this? Well, we've got a lot of data that's coming out. Some of it is is fascinating data to me. I just watch it, and you wonder what's going on here. So, got the JOLTS report tracks the monthly change in job openings, reported at ten point five six two million for the month of November, which was lower than the expectations of eleven point zero six. So that just came out. That one just hit the wire, and then we've got CoreLogic once again giving us. Uh, you know, they, I wonder if what are the people at Logic maybe they work at the CDC and the Federal Reserve or, or, or the uh, NIA, NIAID, I think is the name of it. So they give us the numbers that they want us to believe. Unfortunately, the numbers that are real are what comes out. So they released their home price index report showing that home prices rose by 1.3% in November and 18% year over year unchanged from the previous report. And the highest reading in 45-year history of the index, the pace of appreciation, as we expected, appears to have reached its maximum on a year-over-year basis. CoreLogic forecasts that home prices will appreciate. I can't make this stuff up. I mean, they've been so wrong for so long. And now they come out and they say that home prices will appreciate by 0% in December and 2.8% in the year going forward. Now, let's take a look at what CoreLogic forecasted in November. They anticipated a 0.2% in the month. Meanwhile, we saw 1.3%. When we looked at their report from last year at this time, they forecasted that home prices would increase 2.5%. Meanwhile, they reported today that prices rose 18%. So just like Fauci and the Fed, they get it wrong every time. Top metros, Phoenix up 31%. San Diego up 22%. Josh, Vegas, 24% year over year. I don't know why you got out of California. Jeez, is there's some uh, that's <laughs> good stuff. Adam Data Solutions, they're back at it again with their negative spin on data. They reported that 77% of counties are not affordable compared to 29 percent last year and their reasoning is because the median home price is higher i guess they don't understand what a median home price is that just means that that's the middle price of homes sold half or above half or below it has nothing to do with affordability but hey adam data is out there unbelievable uh, tomorrow, we're going to get the ADP report. The big jobs report comes out on Friday. That's the Mortgage Minute brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next home loan, Geneva's got the programs and the products. You need to make a call, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. Ask for Nikki. She'll take care of you uh, at the, on the lending side. Today, we're talking with Alton Moore. Let me give you the disclosures. Alton Moore is an attorney. He is a CPA. We are not giving it, not I shouldn't say we, he is not giving, well, me too, I'm not giving any legal advice either, Alton, not, I'm not qualified, and he doesn't do it on air, so not giving legal advice, not giving accounting advice, if you want legal advice, if you want accounting advice, well, give me a call at 800-306-1990, I'll put you in touch with Alton Moore, that's how he makes a living, he helps people all the time, but he comes on
2: here to educate us, welcome, happy new year. Happy New Year to you as well, Ron. Thank you for having me on again. I'm uh, excited to discuss some uh, SB9 law here. SB9. Is that state or is that federal? Uh, so it's
0: state. It's specific to California. Uh, Cal- uh, uh, we're in trouble now. It's a California law. That means <laughs> that means if you own a house, if you own a business, if you hire people, hold on tight.
2: Yes, that's could I, right. Can I narrow yeah, it right. down? So you know you know what's interesting this of course got a lot of pushback as it came through I think it's got some benefit cuz it really has to do with yeah, as you're speaking to the affordability affordability of housing here in California but what it does in in very layman's terms is that it streamlines the ability of persons who own homes to subdivide their lots and then build uh a duplex if they want to on each such lot that they've now subdivided where i know you've probably dealt with this if you try to go get entitlements subdivide lots all this stuff right you might be looking at a six to twelve month period and doing something like that but now with sb9 the the government or the california government has essentially told local counties that you have to streamline this process we have a, a housing crisis here in california And we need to find a way for homeowners to subdivide their lots, build on each parcel of property so that we can increase the overall uh, housing here in California.
0: Which is fascinating because one of the best forecasting institutions in the country, I'll just throw it out there, it's Chapman. Well, you went to Chapman too, didn't you, Alton? I did. I did go to Chapman. Okay, so Chapman University did their economic forecast the middle of last month. They basically said, yeah, there's no uh, housing affordability crisis. There's no housing shortage in California. <laughs> and they showed all the detailed reasons why. And, you know, I think last year Chapman came in. Uh, I think they were like number two or number three in the nation for the accuracy of their forecast. And wow. they're generally that way year after year after year. So when Chapman says, you know, the, the state is uh, misrepresenting reality
2: well, now we've just got credibility behind what we already knew, right? <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. No, it's what? it's funny you say that. I mean, I'm not specifics with that report. And I mean, that's what this whole bill is about, but why it had so much pushback is because now people who like live in an area where it's tra- like a suburban area, traditionally one house on each lot, right now, this gives all those people the ability to subdivide and uh, build multifamily on each of those lots. So, like a good example is like in east side costa mesa or if you're looking at huntington beach there's all these old map lots which are lots from the 50s and they're huge right but they're technically in a suburban area before there was zoning and other like local county and ordinance restrictions where you couldn't go through subdivide and build m- multiple uh parcels on that lot now sp9 comes in and says county you have to step out of the way we have to allow this, even if your neighbors are now going to be super unhappy that they thought they're buying into a nice suburban area, not with a bunch of multifamily all around them, but that's what's going to end up happening here. So here's the here's the issue that I have with it.
0: You have a piece of property, a home that you bought in Newport Beach, and you've got the same rulings or same regulations as the guy that's got a house in Shafter, California. Yes, there is a Shafter, California, <laughs> and I have been there. Right? Or Wasco, right? So yes. all of these communities have their own unique issues. Right? You're in Newport Beach. You've got to deal with the Coastal Commission and the environmental issues. Well, in Wasco and Shafter, you have to deal with a little bit of extra methane gas, if you know what I mean yeah right so there's there's different issues everywhere so how do you have a one-size-fits-all is a problem i have with it
2: yeah and i think that's going to be a real good question here because each county is now being tasked with implementing their own procedures and policies on how this is going to be sb9 is going to be implemented for all their homeowners in the local uh, area and What's interesting, there's even restrictions of what the counties uh, can do as it as in terms of like setbacks. Like I have some like really specific ones, like cities and counties can't impose like side or rear setbacks of more than four feet or even require on-site parking spaces for properties of like one half mile walking distance. So it's 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 interesting because one half mile walking distance of what? Oh, I'm sorry, to like local transit. So um, so what, what I would say is like, is what you traditionally see is like counties and cities putting in like these local ordinances or zoning restrictions where essentially they would make it impossible for, you know, to have like multifamily within a suburban area. But now because of SB9, governments, California government saying that we don't care what you would do or how you would try to do that. We're gonna prevent you from putting in those ordinances So that you have to allow your homeowners this ability to subdivide and build on each lot i i guess there there's some restrictions like right the homeowners got to live in the property for a number of years uh the property couldn't have been rented for the uh could be can't be rented currently or or for a prior three years if they want to subdivide it and uh you know they've even tried to go uh and find people who might be working together and say that you can't you can't use sb9 if you're working with your, your neighbor here to subdivide parcels, right? Like they're, they're trying to stop that. But I think there's a lot of imperfections in this bill, just like with any law, that's going to have to be worked out. And it's not going to be settled for, you know, a number of years before. Uh, so is it,
0: is it in effect now? Because I know that there's a, uh, a signature campaign going on trying to repeal this with a ballot initiative. We're going to talk more about that. Uh, we'll come back to that. Maybe, Josh, maybe you can find out that initiative name from when Peggy Wong was on with us. Um, I think last, last month a little bit. We'll, we'll try and find that for you. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. When we come back, yes, indeed, we've got a lot to cover still. Avoid the rental trap of 2022 and how those with variable income can save money. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990 or com facebook.com forward slash Radio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel one on YouTube, Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Ron
1: Siegel Radio, your home and more.
0: Are you a renter and tired of making monthly payments, paying off someone else's mortgage? Hey, it's Ron Siegel here to help you stop renting and start owning your dream home with amazing low interest rates.
1: 79564
3: Are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday? Build bigger savings. Invest in opportunities. Visit rsrnodebt.com Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less? All without having to spend more each month Than you spend right now yes that's correct all without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today get your free analysis today to see if you qualify visit rsrnodebt.com log on today for your free analysis rsrnodebt.com no purchase necessary the free analysis takes only two minutes rsrnodebt.com ron siegel radio is your home and mortgage connection Go to rsrno RSRnoDebt.com, rsrnodebt.com.
0: The real time real estate segment today being brought to you by the Area Trusted Real Estate Professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find your dream home before someone else does. You can also go to RSRhomedigest.com. RSRHomedigest.com. Avoid the rental trap in twenty twenty two. Are you one of the many renters thinking about where you'll live the next time your lease is up? Before you decide whether to look for a new house or another apartment, it's important to understand the true cost of renting in 2022. As a renter, you should know rents have been rising since 1988. Look at that chart. If you're watching us on TV, any of our socials or the ABC News and Talk AM 1490 KMET video feed, you're looking at Niagara Falls. Used to be, I said it would look like a ski slope, but... That stopped in about 2017. Now it's gone straight up. Take a look at that thing. Holy cow. In 2021, rents grew dramatically. According to apartmentlist.com, since January 2021, the national median rent has increased by a staggering 17.8%. To put that in context, rent growth from January to November averaged as 2.6% in the pre-pandemic years from 2017 to 2019. That increase in 2021 was far greater than the typical rent increases we've seen in recent years. In other words, rents are rising fast. And the 2022 national housing forecast from Realtor.com projects rent prices for vacant units will continue to increase this year. Quote, in 2022, we expect this trend will continue and fuel rent growth. At a national level, we forecast rent growth of 7.1%. 7.1% Seven point one percent in the next twelve months, somewhat ahead of home price growth. That means if you're planning to move into different rental this year, you'll likely pay far more than you have in the past. If you're a renter facing rising rental costs, you might wonder what alternatives you have. If so, consider home ownership. One of the many benefits of home ownership is to provide is it provides a stable monthly cost you can lock in for the duration of your loan. As Lawrence Yoon, chief economist at the National Association of Realtors says, quote, fast rising rents and increasing consumer prices may have some prospective buyers seeking the protection of a fixed, consistent mortgage payment, unquote. If you're planning to make a move this year, locking in your monthly housing costs of 15 to 30 years can be a major benefit. You'll avoid wondering if you'll need to adjust your budget to account for annual increases. Homeowners also enjoy the added benefit of home equity, which has grown substantially right now. In fact, the latest homeowner equity insight report from CoreLogic shows the average homeowner gained $56,700 in equity over the last 12 months. That is a national number somewhat higher here in Southern California. As a renter, your rent payment only covers the cost of your dwelling. When you pay your mortgage, you grow your wealth through forced savings that is called home equity. Bottom line, if you're thinking of renting this year, it's important to keep in mind the true costs you'll face. Let's connect so you can see how you can begin your journey to home ownership today. That is the real time real estate segment brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals of Ron Segal Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find your dream home before someone else does. Continuing our conversation with Alton Moore this morning, we are chatting about the lovely Senate Bill number nine. Was it, uh, Josh, it's probably a be, be uh, before your time, love potion. Number nine. Does anybody remember that one? All right, Neil diamond, Alton, come on, Alton. Do it. <laughs>
3: That's a Neil
0: diamond song. Love potion. Oh, I better not sing it. I'll get too many people. <laughs> uh, do we have, do we have a, we need a sound clip for that, Josh. Do we have, do we have yeah. <laughs> I gotta figure a way to doing that on the broadcast, getting sound clips in real quick. Um, but uh, let's see, we got, uh, so the, we did have, a, I think it was Peggy Wong, councilwoman from Yorba Linda came on. Yes. And we we're talking about a program, also, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's called Our Neighborhood Voices. Yes. Uh, you got, they've got a website, ourneighborhoodvoices.com, ourneighborhoodvoices.com. And basically the idea of this initiative is to say, Sacramento, we don't care what you say. We're going to once again take control away from the elected people who should have most of the control taken away from them and put it in the hands of the people and bring it back local so the question i would have for you all and i know that you're not you know the political side you're on the legal side not giving legal advice but is is the bill in effect or is it stuck in courts or do you have any idea
2: yeah, so I guess that's a good question because actually this is the first time that I've heard of this initiative or that I, our neighborhood voices. So my my understanding is that because it had the effective date as of January 1, it's likely going to affect because it, it was passed into law, right, or signed into law. So my understanding is that to overturn it, there would have to be another Senate bill initiative that eventually overturns SB 9 and or SB 10. So I guess there could be some challenges here for each of the counties to impose it, but, um, that's with, with actual formalities of where it's at in court or being challenged and where a potential, um, another Senate bill proposition or initiative coming up to overturn SB nine. I'm not familiar where where it is in that stage actually. Okay. So basically we know it's signed into
0: law, right? It had an effective date of January one. So basically my, my thought is is that you know we know that they're trying to get this done. My guess is they'll probably have some lawsuits. The bottom line is is if you're thinking about wanting to divide, you got to talk to your local your state and local uh, offices. Now to me, I was not a big fan of it when I heard about it in the beginning just because you know if you're if you've bought a, a house in with certain guidelines you know under under certain rules, Right, you buy a house a single family residence in a suburban area thats zoned single family you have to really wonder you know what kind of harm is done if the the rules of the game change mm-hmm. right that's the the issues that I would have but I guess that happens all the time with new laws and new, uh, new new programs that go into effect
2: yeah it's it's interesting I think that was the biggest pushback that this bill got I mean, it's interesting you brought up the Chapman study right. I, I do remember there being detractors saying that you know the housing crisis isn't as bad as you know they're making it out to seem. And then secondarily, is people who bought to live in a single-family zoned area are now might be subject to living by multiple um, you know multifamily units, right? I guess there are some hurdles to overcome, like you can't have rented the property out. You got to agree to live there. There's there's some qualifications, so it doesn't it doesn't make sense for everybody. But and and I really think because what, um, I think it was UC Berkeley, and I forget the exact name of the study, they thought that SB9 would only bring into effect about 9,500 uh, new housing units in California, which, if you think about it, it's really not that much, like just overall. So um, I think it's going to be harder for people to utilize than what, you know, people might originally thought, but uh, there's definitely some hurdles to overcome. And then Obviously, there's a the legal challenges, and I, I think if something were to pass, this could be just slammed shut relatively quickly. But I, I do think it would have to be done through another Senate bill uh, initiative slash passing. So am I right, Alton, because you
0: mentioned it through, through another Senate bill? Mm-hmm. Does a, a um, an election initiative overrule a uh, legislative uh? generated law
2: that is something i would have to check on <laughs> okay yeah i'm, I'm just a, i'm just a layman it, out it here. depends I, mean, I i just gave you the most stereotypical attorney answer ever it depends i just don't i don't know that one off the top of my head here <laughs> yeah i think because i because i know when we, we've had some of these things where where if
0: you remember back and i'm just going you know not too far back when uh, gray davis uh increased the registration and gas tax and ultimately was recalled and and benedict arnold became our governor i don't remember whether it was an initiative that was uh how they repealed that or if they did it through the legislation legislative process but we know who's supposed to run the country right it's supposed to be we the people i mean i think it still says that in the bill of rights that it's uh we the people something along those lines so maybe I know that Washington doesn't doesn't believe that it's we the Washingtonians <laughs> or we the con- congressmen or congresswomen. Yeah. But I digress. So SB nine says we can split our property in two. We don't have to have as much in the way of easements. The state, the uh, counties can't and cities can't get in the way. Now, does SB ten go into effect at the same time?
2: Yes, that's my understanding. Is that SB ten goes into effect at the same time and it coincides with SB nine. And essentially, lays the groundwork along with SB9 to allow the subdivision of the lots, right, and the building of duplexes or up to uh, two units on each lot as well.
0: So I could have a large lot next to somebody with a large lot, and we both have single family. And then we got the authority to do an ADU, an additional dwelling unit. And now we can go in and put in duplexes on both and make them both into a senior living center
2: right so but i have to live in one right yeah yeah so that's part so there's there's a few things here so like the one one thing is that uh specifically in the bill, like you can't have homeowners with adjoining lots work together right in in this specific scenario right so they can't go split and then build you know multiple dwelling units uh with a in a joint effort. And then
0: secondarily- oh yeah, And there's so- going to be
2: somebody there that's going to be listening to us and
0: our private conversations. We're going <laughs> to continue our conversation about SB10 with Alton Moore when we come back. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. If you anytime. time, our offer number it's 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Facebook.com forward slash Ron Segal Radio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel one on YouTube, Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Ron Siegel Radio. Your
3: home and mortgage
0: connection.
1: Are you
3: like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you can retire someday? Build bigger savings. Invest in opportunities. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less, all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now? Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis. rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes. rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com rsrnodebt.com.
2: You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert Ron Siegel. Now here's Ron.
0: Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need to trust needs a trusted guidance. Easy for me to say. That's my message. I'll be. I I will be. We're gonna. We we. Is it uh, five o'clock somewhere? I mean, I don't think I think my glass just has water in it today. I don't think there's any vodka in there, but, you know, <laughs> it's an opaque glass. You never know. Uh, let's see. The uh, Your Credit Matters segment today being brought to you by mysocalender.com mysocalender.com I think that's who's got our uh, Your Credit Matters segment. Is it Monday? It must be somewhere. Uh, well, maybe not. How those with variable income can save. That is our subject, save. Save, save. This is a timeless and fundamental pillar of financial wellness. And when you freelance, ideally you should have more than the recommended three to six months of savings. Problem is, for those with income that can go up and down, think like gig workers who side hustle, freelancers, self-employed folks, saving for a rainy day can feel like a Herculean feat. But it doesn't have to be. While it can be trickier to save on inconsistent income, it is entirely possible. Let's take a look at some of the tried and true tricks for those with variable incomes and how you can save dollars. Save during higher income months for those of us who are prone to inevitable flush periods and lulls with our work. Make the most of those awesome months when you're ranking in more than usual to figure out how much you can reasonably put aside. You'll need to know how much you need for basic living expenses and business related expenses. In turn, it's key to have a budget on variable income. Let's say your monthly expenses hover around $3,000 a month. Just throwing numbers out there, you can do the math yourself if it's a little higher than that. And you have a great month where you make 6,000. First, you need to set aside some money for savings, anywhere from 25 to 40% is recommended. We know it's a lot, but it's better to err on the side of caution and have more than you need. Whatever is left, commit to putting a portion aside for your savings. You can divvy it up into savings, making extra debt payments, or put it towards your retirement. Save extra money besides saving during months where you're raking it in. Consider setting aside some cash toward your savings goals when you receive a cash gift for your birthday or special occasion. Tax refund. Save a percentage of each paycheck after taxes are factored in. Consider saving a percentage of each paycheck. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. Maybe start with 2% or even 5%. There are some apps where you can set up a rule to automatically save a certain percentage for deposits over the particular threshold. Save during certain times of the year. The beauty of savings is that it can be done on your time and based on your circumstances. it work for you. If you're feeling nervous about saving a big chunk toward your retirement plan, think outside the box. I need to save every month. Use basic formulas to figure out how much you need to save. Here's a simple uh, process that I use, and I've shared this with for years and years because I've hired uh, uh, commission salespeople for many many years. Take a look at what your budget is, right? So maybe you've got a three four thousand dollar outgoing budget. And every bit of every check that you get goes into your savings account. And then you take a draw from your savings of whatever that budget number is. And you can't go into savings for anything else. But if you make $4,000 that month, you draw $4,000 because that's your budget. If you make $6,000 that month, you draw $4,000 because that's your budget. If you make $10,000 that month, you draw $4,000. That's your budget. But if you make $2,000, you draw 4000 that month because that's your budget. At the end of the year, you see how you did. And then you readjust your numbers for the following year. Hopefully, you're making more every month than your budget number, and you won't go in the hole. But it's just a way of, of having a strategic plan for saving money. And, again, then you got to put the money aside. And in November – or about November, middle of October to the middle of November. I'm going to tell you if that's your case, do your review your budget and then call your favorite tax planner, your CPA. Raise your hand, Alton. That would be Alton Moore, right? <laughs> call Alton so you can do a tax planning strategy call, right? Because you can't do tax planning strategy in April. Number one, the tax preparers are all busy then. And they're doing all the last minute returns for those people that waited to the last minute. And they really can't change your tax situation for the prior year too much. They might have a few tricks up their sleeve that they can do. But the bottom line is you got to do that in October, November. So make that call. So that is the Your Credit Matters segment again, brought to you by. I've got some weird com- comments coming in here, Josh. I don't know what they... <laughs> they like us on YouTube. I can't figure out what they're saying, but I appreciate your comments, I guess. In any event, going back to our conversation, Alton Moore was starting to tell us a little bit about SB10 and how yes. the government is listening. Oh, no, he didn't say that. I did, right? So you can't have two side-by-side homeowners working together. You're not allowed to talk to each other because big brother is watching. <laughs> but Alton, that's the bottom line of this, right, is that if you can't work together, there's, their, I guess they think that they've got a way of knowing if you're going to put that child – uh what do they what do they call them a child care facility side by side
2: yeah yeah it's it's interesting i don't know how they limit that but i think from i mean i i think the qualifier here is that you know the homeowner has actually got to live on one of the lots in one of the units for a certain period of time I'm, i'm not remembering exactly but i believe it's for up to three years in totality so they're really trying to combat that situation so I guess there's always a scenario where the owner subdivides. They live in one unit, and then they build a child care center on the next. I don't know how that works out. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it's not allowed, but it doesn't mean people won't try it. But <laughs> well, here's the: I,
0: I was chatting with an attorney in one of the offices I was at, and he was looking at the law. And you know, the beauty of any law is that if you ask. 10 attorneys, what their interpretation of the law is, you're going to get probably 17 or 18 opinions. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. It's true. The couple that didn't have an an additional opinion, they were just hedging in the first place, right? (laughs) So what this attorney's comment was, is the law says that you have to intend on living there for three years. Okay. Okay. Now. My interpretation, was, you know, I'm just chat, chatting with him, I'm not putting Alton on the spot here, but our, our conversation went on and said, well, if on the day that you signed the contract, you had the intention of living there for three years, and a week later, something else came up and your attention, intentions changed, well, you didn't violate the law because when you signed the contract, you had every
2: intention on staying yeah. I just throw that out there, but uh, I like I I like how uh, he's looking at the world with a glass half full perspective. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's how I would put that interpretation. Uh, I mean, I mean, you're right, right? Like if you have the intent and you can establish that, I, you know, what what this other attorney said would be correct. I just think California is a little bit. You know, because I deal with them so much in the the way of you know taxation as well, or just even trust in the state. They're so aggressive with their laws, and they usually tend to interpret them in unfavorable manners for just uh, just residents or taxpayers based here in California. So, no. wait, wait, wait. Alton, you gotta go. You gotta
0: back up on this one.
2: You're really <laughs> saying that California
0: interprets laws unfavorably toward tax taxpayers.
1: Surprise, oh. surprise
2: surprise that shocks the heck out <laughs> of me Alton. i can't believe that yeah it's uh i i'm sure you're real surprised as well as your listeners too <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you can find a way to what's what's the old saying about what's the
0: saying about california if it move if it uh if if it if if it makes money tax it if it moves regulate it and i think there's a third one that uh means that you're going to basically, they, do, if it doesn't fit into one of those two categories, they'll figure out how to get at it. Yeah, exactly. But it's something along those yeah. lines, right? I mean, California is looking, looking in every every way, shape, or form, and they don't want to tell us how many people are actually leaving the state of California all the time. Right? And, and a lot of it has to do with, now. Alton, you're, you're dealing with this all the time, right? Because you're dealing with tax laws, tax codes, yeah. right? You're, you're probably seeing a lot of people that come. So, you, you, I shouldn't say that. Do you get the question of people asking, hey, should I move out of state? Would it be better behoove me?
2: Yeah, I get that question all the time, especially when the pandemic hit. I I was even working with one client. He, He and his wife legitimately moved to Virginia for business purposes. They picked up their whole life, sold their house here, everything. No more contacts with the state of California. Three years later, California comes back and says, oh, well, you didn't legitimately move. So we're going to assess taxes against you for those past three years and like filing penalties and interest. And um, the the sad part here is that now with, with underneath just tax law in general, it's the inverse of criminal law, where under tax law, you're guilty till proven innocent. So no matter what, this guy now has to hire a tax attorney or a CPA to represent his interest in front of FTB, prepare a full memorandum, you know, and uh, it's just crazy how aggressive the FTB is you know with respect to collecting its taxes and trying to or trying to not let people move outside the state uh, you know so it's um it's unfortunate so that's why I say overall they're not California's not very inclined to uh, interpret laws in, in favor of their residents or their taxpayers
0: yeah well that's not very surprising <laughs> but but, and, but <laughs> so so let me ask you something Alton, in that in the scenario because you know we deal with a lot of people that are, are are moving all the time the client thing you're talking about and obviously we don't give names or anything like that but yeah were you able to establish that you know he, he sold his house that's pretty obvious that you know any he, any he either bought or rented something in virginia you got two uh states either a purchase agreement or a lease agreement on the in the other state is that enough to prove to the
2: state that you've actually moved changed residency? I I wish I could say that was the case. Uh, so, I mean, it really helped showing that he had sold his house, they had bought a new house that they had moved their business and all of it's, you know, all of it's like locations and just equipment and whatnot from California to Virginia. But California looks at everything. They look at, uh, the social clubs that you're a part of, you know, where your friends located, uh, what about the, the addresses on your bank accounts, right? If you have a branch of California and not in the new state you moved to, they may say that, well, that's not enough. They'll look at your voter registrations. They'll look at your IDs. They'll, try, they'll look at your car registrations. They'll look at every single thing. And it really becomes a totality of the circumstances test. And wh- what's even interesting, there's a case, I believe it was the beginning of 2019 that came out, where a taxpayer tried to move to Nevada and they had kept their previous house but started renting it out they had substantially moved everything else bank accounts ids whatnot over the state of nevada but because they kept that primary house here and began to rent it out california made a claim that they were still a resident of uh, california and then they have to go in and fight that claim And had to take it all the way to tax court to get their rights litigated so it's, uh, it's 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 kind of crazy you really if you're gonna move out of the state you legitimately have to move out of the state you can't really keep anything here or else California is probably going to try to um, you know say that you're guilty before proven innocent and make you go to the the X, 19th extent to you know prove your rights that or that you're not subject to California tax.
0: Amazing But hey, that's why you need to have professional guidance Alton Moore is in the house and or in his house. But available to help you out. If you've got any questions, give me a call at 800-306-1990. I'd be happy to put you in touch with Alton Moore. And as always, I ask, set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to Josh and Sean for engineering us today. And of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or me to meet any of our guests, call me anytime 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990 And remember, make a lot of money, so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Siegel Radio.